You are listening to Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with your host T and Mike on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Allen slinging it towards the end zone. It's caught Beasley for the touchdown. What's up, everybody? I am your host, T. This is Not Your Average Podcast in the 716, and I have a special guest today. I know I gave you a little promo. I took it back because I just wanted you guys to understand this right here means so much to me as a person, as a woman. I'm just going to let her just do her thing and introduce herself. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robin Mundy, and I've been a lifelong Bills fan, and I'm so excited to be on this podcast for so many reasons. And just before the show started, um, T and I talked a little bit about timing, and um, I'm here today, and I'm excited to talk with all of you. Um, I go way back. Um, I'm old. So I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was around in the, in the very beginning. Um, you asked, you you mentioned a question about how I, I became a Bills fan. Um, well, my story is probably not unique in a lot of Western New York homes. I was, I was born and raised outside of Springville, New York. And so I, I'm a native Western New Yorker, um, but I was raised by my dad and my grandmother, and I had kind of an unconventional upbringing. And part of that involved Sunday dinners, at which time the Buffalo Bills were new. Okay, they were the new bright and shiny object in the 1960s. And my uncles were all sequestered in a room with my dad watching football. Okay. And I wasn't really the kind of person that wanted to hang out with the kids. I wanted to see what was going on, why everybody was all excited about this American football league and this Buffalo Bills, you know, new Buffalo Bills team. So I decided I'd rather just stay with my uncles and my aunts all had a fit because my uncles swear and drink beer and they didn't think (laughs) it was good for a six year old kid to be hanging out with the uncles and cussing and swearing and all that stuff. But I, I persisted. And I became a Bills fan as a child, and I lived in Buffalo. Um, I, in a previous life, I, I was an oncology nurse, um, and I became okay. an oncology nurse because my grandmother died of breast cancer when I was a senior in high school. And oh, it, okay. you know, at the timing on things, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about, okay, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And my grandma actually told me, she said, you know, you probably do good as a, as a nurse. You, you have a, a good feel for what people are going through, what their, what their experiences are. And it had an impact on me. She died in March of, of my um, senior year. And I, at that point, decided to, yeah, I came back to, to Western New York in January of 76 
I became a nurse at Roswell Park. And oh, okay. Yeah, I worked at Roswell Park until I graduated from UB in 1982. And um, that time had such a profound impact on me, my time in Buffalo, living in the city, mm -hmm. um, going to school at UB, um, becoming immersed in, in Buffalo culture, because I was born in the sticks, so I didn't know what city life was like. Right, and, right, right. And, and, and and Buffalo introduced me to city life. Um, and I left in 1982 after I graduated because there weren't as many um, career opportunities in, in Buffalo for me. So I moved to New Mexico. I lived in New Mexico um, for a couple of years. Then I lived in Oregon for a few years and Montana for a few years, but I've lived mostly in Wyoming for mm -hmm. the last 35 years, well, 30 years in, in Wyoming. And it's been very interesting being a Bills fan so far away. And I probably- but isn't that where Josh came from? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And yeah, we got so much to talk about in that in that regard too. But he he's a great guy. So I, mm -hmm. I came to Wyoming and I suffered through being a Bills fan, you know, long distance. <laughs> and that was before the internet. And, um, it was, it was really difficult. So along comes the internet and then the Buffalo Bills had an official message board called the BBMB for all the old timers that would probably okay. remember. Well, the old Buffalo Bills message board, started around i think in 99 2000 and i really got on board in i think like 2001 2002 and it was like a godsend right you know for people that live out in the boontillies you know <laughs> to be able to connect with other bills fans i go. was like in heaven so i got very involved with the message board and if you remember back in the day when tom donahoe was the general manager you can I imagine know. they they did not have any moderators when they had the board first start. And so of oh. course you can imagine what an unmoderated message board is going to oh, end yeah. up like. Yes. And I got a message from one of the guys that was responsible for putting the message board together. And he said that Tom Donahoe was going to disband the board if we didn't get our act together. Mm -hmm. So we had a little chat about it, and and so we we had mo we developed some moderators. I became a moderator, and I was a moderator on that message board for twelve years. And oh, wow. that message board was insane. It was like it was totally insane. But you think about where you find your voice, right? You know yes. where uh -huh. where you find yourself. And I found myself in that message board um, for more than a decade. And it was so wonderful to be a part of that. But it was like, it connected us all together as family. So that's for like sure. the year 2000. So it's 2022 and here you and I are, right. you know, talking, you know, talking on, yeah, yeah, talking about the bills on the internet. And the world is so connected in such a different way now than because it was. we would have never done this. Never, never. <laughs> and I think about this and the blessings yeah. for all the negativity that people say about social media. You know, it brought us together. I for have sure. met the most wonderful people in the world through the internet and through yeah. our Bill's Mafia family. And, well, and Justice like is one of them. I yes. will. I, I will say for sure. 
Um, so that's, you know, that's my long winded story. Um, but, but here I am like 20 years later, still talking about the same old stuff. And part of my blazing the trail, so to speak, was to be a voice for women in, in how women look at football differently than men do, you know, and, and I always kind of, brought the, you know, what about the intangibles, guys? You know, you, you can spew all the stats you want yes. in the world and stuff. But but there's just some people things that y'all are missing. <laughs> and and you know what I mean, you know, coming from from a, a female perspective is is different. And we have so much to add. Absolutely. And to see what you're doing just absolutely brings me to tears because it's finally happening that women are are finding their place and their voice. Yes. And so everything that you're doing is like, yes. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. And that's why I had to have you on because of, of that. And our voices needs to be heard because we are amongst a lot of male, you know, people, male podcasters, male, you know, just males in general, where we, where we're, we're downplayed and we're not heard. So I had to, I had to have you on. I had to have people understand how important this is for me and for you as well to, to do this. Yeah, it to is. Do this. I, yeah, definitely. All right. So going into this season, how do you feel um, with the moves that the Bills made, like the players and some of the coaches? You know, it's been an interesting off season for a lot of reasons. And um, the move that, you know, of course, the, knocked my socks off was Von Miller. I mean, that oh. one caught me out, out of left field because it's, I didn't even know that we were in the market for Von Miller. I didn't even think, you know, Von Miller, he's not was a in the market he for just us, wanted, like. Exactly. You know, he's in L.A. He just got a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl ring. So, you know, I yeah, you know, there's been a lot of surprises. And that's, you know, that in and of itself is surprising because this is already a good team. It's not like, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're rebuilding or anything like right. that. They're, you know, the Bills are at a tinkering part now, you know, add a piece here, add a piece there. And Von Miller, what a piece you just added. That that was and I said that to Mike um in a podcast. I was like, do you feel that we need one more piece to make us a Super Bowl team? Because I get it. People are saying we should win this. We are in favor to win the Super Bowl. I hate all that because everybody's favorite to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I get why people say it. But I think that piece alone put us like maybe over the top to say, all right, we can make this run. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's doing well. I think this pushes us in. And I hate the I hate the term Super Bowl or bus. I hate the term. I hate that term. Because it's, it's, then you're saying the season was a waste. Right. You know I mean? And I don't think the players feel that way. Fans mm. put so much pressure on a team and on players. It's just, I don't know. That's just me. I hate the term Super Bowl or bus. Because these guys no, definitely want to win a Super Bowl, you know? So right. that was just my skill. I don't think that's just you. I think that's very legitimate in, in terms of – you know, if you've been a lifelong fan, and most of us that are Bills fans, you know, have been lifelong fans, um, and you 
you get to this point where it's like, you know, anything can happen. I'm, you know, you don't like that. My big pet peeve, I hate predictions. I hate them. You know, like yeah. what are the bills going to be this year? How many games are they going to win this year? You know, there's too many variables. You know, yeah. if Josh Allen gets injured, God forbid, you know, yeah. a lot of things change. So mm -hmm. I don't find it particularly useful to even like get involved in those kind of conversations because I don't know what's going to happen. Right, and right. it's not a matter of like not jinxing or anything. It's more, you know, it's more just about um, you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. All right. I get it. I totally get it. I, we do kind of do something like that, but I'm with you. I'm like, I don't know. Well, everybody know. does, you know, everybody right. wants to know. And I mean, I'm happy to say, you know, I hope they win 13 or 14 games. You know, that's I think kind that's of what they need to do. Right. You know, in, in my right. head. But I also know that they could win three games if they have the injury bug hit them bad. So, right. you know, it's hard. Right. It's, it definitely is. Um, with the season slowly approaching, what players or player are you looking um, ex looking to see this year? Excited to see rather this year. Boy, like the list, be ready for the list. Uh, <laughs> oh man, you know. But the top of the list for me, I have to say, is James Cook, the oh. running back. I running back slash wide receiver. Um, you know, he, this guy looks. You know, he's Dalvin Cook's brother. So okay. you know that yeah, so you know that there's there's family, you know, there's there's Traits family there, genetics yeah. there. Yes. Um, but I think that people are are just they're focusing on, you know, the flashy stuff. And I'm thinking with Ken Dorsey, it may be very different than it was with Dayball calling the plays. Because yes. Dayball never played quarterback, but Ken Dorsey did. And yes. Ken probably has his own ideas about, well, this is how I'm going to want to run my offense. And, you know, it's like they said, you want continuity. But at the same time, I think we are going to see a difference in emphasis on the running game mm -hmm. and maybe the short passing game. You know, Cook, he just reminds me so much of Thurman, you know. In, oh, really? In OK. I never yeah. thought about that. All right. Well, kind of, you know, not necessarily in, in terms of style or speed or whatever, mm -hmm. but as much as, as like an all-purpose guy, because, right. you know, for as great a running back as Thurman was, he was such a an outlet pass receiver for Jim Kelly for so long. You know, those little bubbly little passes that, that mm -hmm. Kelly used to throw to Thurman and Thurman, you got Thurman in open space and it's see you later. And I well, think it okay. might be the same way with, with this guy, James Cook. I'm like anxious that. to see what he's going to change on the offense. I think it's going to look different this year. He's definitely a, a Swiss, a Swiss army knife for sure. Yes, he is. And, and we, it's so crazy because he's one of the guys I'm excited to see because I just think he makes that offense way different than a uh, than a Devin Singletary. You put him yep. in at a wide receiver, they don't like defenses are not going to know what to do. You got this running oh. back now in, in a, a wide receiver role. Wait a minute, hold <laughs> on. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be it's going to look so different. Our offense is going to look so different this year, and mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. Like I'm so excited when they picked um, Cook James Cook. I was like, we got James Cook. Like, yeah, I know. I didn't expect that either. No, two, two things I didn't expect Miller, Von Miller, 
and James Cook. Mm -hmm. I did not expect those picks at all. Like, it, but it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. So with Josh going into his fifth season, do you have any expectations for him this year? Oh yeah, I have big ones. Um, this is this is my story about Josh. Um, Josh, his story is going to be made into a movie someday. You I know, think so, his, his his life has been just such a fairy tale, um, and I don't think, uh, you know, bottom line, if I look at Josh now, I see a kid that recognizes that his destiny in life is to win a Super Bowl in Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills. That's yeah. why he was put on the face of this earth. And he, I believe that he feels that inside of himself. Yeah. That's why he relates so well to the city and, and to the people, because he understands what it's like to fight and could fight you imagine, and fight. Not to cut you off. Could you oh, imagine sure. us having a Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen? I couldn't even, right. I couldn't even like replace Josh Allen and putting those quarterbacks in Buffalo. Wouldn't fit. Wouldn't no. fit at all because they're not. He is exactly. Buffalo. He represents Even Buffalo. though he was he was born somewhere else, but that small town that worked hard, nobody wanted him. He, nobody. He, he send out letters to everyone. Nah, we're passing on you. Pass. So he knows. He's hungry. 998 he letters. Crazy. 998 letters. He was no. so <laughs> persistent. Mm -hmm. And the University of Wyoming was so blessed the yes. way that it, it worked out, it was kind of a serendipitous thing. They already had their quarterback. Yes. And, and then plans changed. They're like at the last minute looking for a quarterback. And here's Josh that just threw for like whatever kajillion hey. thousand yards from a community college. And somebody was sent to look at him. And they made, you know, they made the agreement. And this is my eighth year of looking at Josh. He was a sophomore at the University of Wyoming when he oh, started wow. to play. And he only played, I think, two games. And then in the beginning of the next game, he broke his collarbone. So he was out for, you know, the rest of his, his sophomore year. So here he had gone through all of this to get to a division right. one school, all of this. And then he breaks his clavicle. It was like, oh, and you should have seen him then. He was maybe, maybe 185 pounds, um, 6'2", I believe, when he started oh, playing okay. at, at Wyoming. And he had a new, I mean, he was a noodle. He looked like he was probably 14 years old. He was, you know, oh, you could wow. tell looking at him, he's like, oh, this kid is a late bloomer. Baby mm -hmm. face, big time baby <laughs> face. Didn't even need to shave. So we're looking at him going, okay, so let's see this quarterback. And all of a sudden you see him throwing ball and it's like, what? Mm -hmm. He had that rocket arm. And yes. I'm telling you what, you just looked at him and went, how did that arm throw that, that ball came from that you? Far? Right, yeah. right, right. It was totally but when he shocking. got drafted, though, when he got drafted, he had that baby face. Yes, yeah. he did. When, he still did. I kept trying to right. tell people he's going to still yeah. fill out. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they list his weight at 237. You can't tell me he's a pound under 250. No way. 
There's no way that Josh is 230 stiff arming, arming linebackers. You can't mm -hmm. tell me that. I'm sorry. It's it's good. I, I hear you. Fine. But that guy, when he came into draft, because let me tell you this story. I went to the draft party um, when they first drafted um, Josh. We were down at um, wherever they have it in Buffalo. So I'm there with my cousin and I videotaped it. I videotaped the pick. So, and it was like, in the seventh pick, the Buffalo Bills get, and I wanted Josh Rogan. I'm not going to lie. Josh Allen. I'm like, what? I Wait, know a what did. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yo. I was like, wrong Josh. But I'm glad I'm wrong. I'm not the GM. I have no idea what's going on. So, I was you fine. The only thing I wrong. tried to tell people was give him a chance. He's yeah. raw. When, yeah. when the Bills drafted him, I mean, okay, I everybody asked me in that draft, who do you want? Well, of course, you know, I mean, the guy from the University of Wyoming, who do you think? That's, right. the, that's the guy I want in my heart. In my head, I said at the time, many times, the safest pick is Baker Mayfield because well, he had ready. the most, he was, you know, he had the most experience. He, you know, yep. if you want the safe pick, that's him. You yep. want the pick that has the highest ceiling, I think it's Josh Allen. And I, you know, people have asked me this since then, you know, like, has he even exceeded your expectations? Because I always had high expectations for him. I knew he could, I knew he could do this. I didn't mm -hmm. know whether he would do it. Right. I knew he had, the, you know, the potential to do that. If you watched him at the University of Wyoming, you could see that it thing in him. That it factor, absolutely. You could see it. You could see it and there. You can't it, teach that. It's no teaching it. No. It's just there. It's, it's exactly. There. And it, it. And I try to tell people, it's like, well, you can't measure it. Well, no, you can't. But you know it exactly. when you see it. Exactly. You know you it can't when measure you it. <laughs> and that's why. That's why he's that guy because you can't measure it. Mm -hmm. It's just. It's just that. It's a mm -hmm. hunger that you can't even describe. It's the. It's. Some guys have it and some, some guys don't. Compared and he like, has it for us. He has right. it for us because he has been downtrodden. He has been told Absolutely. no. 998 yes. times he was told no by Division One schools. You're not good enough. You're not whatever enough. If that mm -hmm. isn't the perfect guy for Buffalo, I well, can't he's imagine. Still, he's yeah. still, there's still people out here saying, mm. Josh Allen, he's not top five quarterback. He's not. He's not. It's like, and I say to those people, you just don't like Josh Allen. That's fine. You just don't like him. And that's okay. That's fine. Some, but don't some deny his don't, talent. Right. And some people just don't want to be wrong. When you stick by something and saying that, I didn't think he was going to be that guy. And you still can't change it. You're just don't, you just don't want to be wrong. Fine. That's fine. But Josh is that guy. He's, 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 he's Buffalo. You know what I mean? He's definitely he Buffalo. Totally yeah. Totally yeah. And I'm glad is. we got him. I'm glad we got him because from when we we got him to to now, you see the change. You see he constantly on the offseason is working on his game, trying yes. to improve. He, he said it. I'm, I got to work on getting the ball out faster and placement. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I can't well, wait look to at see the Look at the way he's grown since, you know, he got thrown in. How many quarterbacks do you think could go into their career in the NFL the way he did? 
you know, after Nathan mm -hmm. Peterman basically pooped the oh. sheets, you know, here comes Josh. He wasn't ready. You no. know, he, he needed to sit for the year. That would have destroyed most quarterbacks oh, to no, go in. Sure. It, I mean, he'll admit, he said, I forgot in the interview that I saw, he said straight up, you know what? I didn't know what the heck I was doing when they threw me in. I didn't, I looked at the defense. I had no clue. I'm just out there. Going, right. And he, you know, he just took that and ran. And that is yes. what Josh does. And that is what sets him apart from everybody else. He Absolutely. didn't let that destroy him. You know, no. he just went out there and played ball. And But he and got he that got mindset. Better. You got yes. that mindset of 99, 990, whatever it is, yes. wants me to fail. So I'm going to yes. show that I'm not going to fail. So it he burns. keeps that mindset. He keeps it. Like when they it were burns. pissed off when they lost in Houston, we didn't mm -hmm. even we didn't even expect for them to go to the playoffs. Exactly. So if you're if you're pissed off and for losing Houston, the next year, I was like, oh, he's going to come out with a ball of fire. This year, I'm scared for every team because they're <laughs> pissed off because they lost in 13 mm -hmm. seconds. And we mm -hmm. hear it every time we have a conversation with other fans. Well, you couldn't win 13 seconds. It's like, guys, I mean, yes, Josh didn't lose this game, but it don't matter. It doesn't matter. He's pissed off. Just understand Josh is pissed off from that 13 seconds. And understand. you better beware when he's pissed. Absolutely. Absolutely. You better be aware because the team wants to prove that that 13 seconds doesn't define who they are. So yeah. they're going to definitely going to be ready. Yes. All right. So AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, Gregory Rousseau, who out of those three, or maybe you have someone else that needs to step up this year. Well, the guy that I'm, I'm anxious to see is Rousseau. Um, all of them, but Rousseau mm. in particular, because if you saw any recent pictures of him, it mm. looks like he's put on about 12 pounds of lean muscle. Mm. He yes. is like stacked and he's got past that rookie season. You know, he hit a wall, you know, mm -hmm. he talked about that, you know, he's focused uh, with Von Miller on that, on that line. Rousseau may just go insane. Um, and I'm I, ready I, for it. I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for him to destroy every quarterback in his path. And I think that's what he's going to do. Um, AJ Epinesa, you bring, I'm glad you brought him up. This is a prove it year for him. You know, he came in, his, they didn't like his weight. I think they, he said he was at like 280. Um, oh, and wow. he's, yeah, and he's down to like 265 now. So he's, you know, he's dropped a lot of weight, mm -hmm. but he's also, I felt like he was a player that has taken a while to develop and I need to see him make that big step this year. Kind of like what we saw with Ed Oliver, you know, Ed. Let me ask you a question. Know. Yeah. Not to cut you off. So no. you, you talked about AJ Epinesa and he mm -hmm. came in. I was so like that Miami game. Mm -hmm. I said, he's ready. And then he just faded away. You know, I was like, oh, man, I need him to be like that every locked in on every game. So that's a good but that you just reminded no, me No, I that. agree. I agree with you. And and I, I think that's one of the reasons why this is a make or break it year for him. Mm. You know, he's got to find his niche. This yeah. has to be where where he lights it up. But speaking of people lighting it up, 
I think Ed Oliver is going to absolutely destroy oh. people this year. Absolutely with that, destroy. With people. that defensive line and we all the pieces that they they brought in, Ooh. our defense last year was kind of nasty. Minus Trey uh, Trey White, this mm. defense this year, they cooking. They're cooking. It's nasty. It's, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the defense, not the offense. I just can't wait to see the defense and how it's going to look yeah. with that yeah. new um, quarterback that we got. It's going to be, oh, I know they need their time, but I just can't wait for, for, for the Oh, for the sure. Start. Yeah. So We yeah. don't want to lose summer. Oh. You know, it's so short. No. But at the and same today, time, actually, like, today is a beautiful day, too. It's 90 yeah. today, so. I got people coming over to the house in the pool. So it's definitely a, one of those days. But, yeah, I don't want to skip summer. I, I want it to be – I know 90 is hot. I want I want to enjoy the summer, but I can't wait for the season to start. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, we were talking before we got on about the importance of women in um, podcast spaces and in sports and talking like we're talking right now. How important is that for you to um, be a voice – of Buffalo Bills content and just being a voice in general of, of women in sports and in podcasting. Big, huge. You know, as we as we spoke before um, we started recording, in these times right now, I can't think of a more important time for women to find their place and their voice in the podcasting world, particularly with with Bills fans. Okay, because we're, you know, we're an entirely different breed as a, as a fan base. And mm -hmm. I think for too long, um, women's voices uh, were not heard because we weren't taken seriously. Um, because we don't I'm have from, the stats and all that other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and here, you know, you didn't play the game, so what do you know? And, right. and I, I get all of that, you know, that's fine. Except that there's a huge part of the game that wasn't being addressed. And part of what I was known for on the Buffalo Bills message board was speaking up about, you're going to laugh at this because here I am in the year 2000 talking about team culture. You know, you got to have you got to have the right culture in the locker room. You know, you have to have the right important. team chemistry. You have to have the right players. All of these things that Sean McDermott brought, you know, to the Bills, I've been writing about since the year two thousand. And finally, and literally, when I when Sean McDermott was hired, I was like, oh my god, you know, this man is like a dream come true because he believes in the intangible things that are so important to a team Absolutely. and women have a way of looking at the world through a slightly different lens in in how we see things why oh well you know we're mothers okay you know we mm -hmm. we we look at the world through a, a little bit of a different lens and that whole aspect in my opinion of how you bring a team together, how you get a team to play, how you get them to become champions, how you get how you get that mindset, all of that in place. You know, there there's no analytics for that. All right? right. You know, you 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 know, you have to you have to have that feeling and that empathy and the ability to understand what's going on in total when a person mm -hmm. is playing in the NFL. 
because they're not just a machine, you know, they're not just a body out there running a four, four, 40, you know, there's a brain behind that. There's a person with a life's experience behind that. And I think too many times we, we oversimplify that in, in sports and particularly in the NFL, it's all about, you know, what's your physicals, you know, what's Mm -hmm. your physicals, but to quote Marshawn Lynch, there's, you know, we got to think about the mentals too. And, and that's the part where I think women um, generally have a little different, I won't say a better grip, but a different grip on the situation. Mm -hmm. And the way that we see things is, is slightly different because we're looking at it through a different lens. And so having more women, particularly Bills fans, you know, I think it's critical. And I just have to say that I don't, I was going to cry. But it's bringing tears to my eyes to see you doing what you're doing, T. And I want you to know I love you and I support everything that you're doing. And you give me hope for the future. Ah. And (laughs) I need that, you know, because I'm an old person. And I, I for so many years, I felt like I was talking in a in an empty room you know, uh, mm. about these issues, you know, I got laughed at, Oh, why don't you just go to the kitchen and make me a sandwich? You know, that's oh, the kind wow. of stuff, you know, I right. get on the message board when I want to talk about things like, you know what, I don't know about this player. You know, I'm not sure that he has the right mentality to be on the team. Well, what do you know about mental? Well, you know what we, as women, we, we kind of know that stuff, you know, right. instinctively that's, that's how our brains are wired. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited for you and for the for the future of, of women in podcasting in Buffalo, New York, because I think it's long overdue. It definitely is long overdue. And like I said off air, this was definitely long overdue because when I wanted to have I want more women on my show, um, and I was thinking, I was like why not Robin? Like I need to interact with her. I need to pick her brain and justice doesn't know what he did. Like I said earlier, but he put me in a place to contact and be in contact with you because it's crazy. When you do this, you don't know what you're doing, right? I've done this for, for, this is four seasons I've done this, but I've had so much interaction now to this year with Bill's fans and with women. And I was like, I have to have more women on my show because I need their voices to be heard. Not just me. I need our voices to be heard. And with everything Mm -hmm. going on in this world right now, we need to be heard. We need to, we need to tell y'all, we know what we're talking about. We, Mm -hmm. we love football just as much as you do, you know? So I definitely have to have you on. Well, I appreciate that, but I, I have a question for you and that is, no, no. I. What brought you into podcasting? Well, I was doing this before um, COVID. And I was doing a Buffalo Bills contact plus drinking beer. And I wanted to do them together. Because I was just, I don't know. I, 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 I listen to um, podcasts and I watch them. And I'm like, I think I could do this because there's nobody in front of me. I'm, if you don't know, I'm a very shy person. I don't like to speak in public. I don't like to do any of that. But I can do this because I don't know if you're going to listen or not. I'm just talking, right? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so I did it and was like, I kind of like it. 
kind of like it. Well, you're change getting very good at it. Thank you. I changed it up a little bit because in the beginning, I'm shy, whatever. I don't know what I'm doing. So now I'm just like, bump it. I'm just going to talk. And this is what you get. You know, uh, I when I reached out to you, I, I told my wife, I was like, I don't know if I should text her. She was like, well, what, the only thing she's going to say is no. And I was like, you know, you're right. So let me just do it. So I, boom. I you would know? be honored to join you anytime. Thank anytime. you. Anytime. And cool. I love I'm gonna put, I, Listen, I'm going to take you up on that because Good. my podcast is kind of changing a little bit. So right. I'm going to take you up on that. I'm serious. Oh, good. I'm definitely saying, okay. All right. I'm serious as a heart attack. Let's do this because okay. it's it's time for all of us to pull together, you mm -hmm. know, and, mm -hmm. and, and move this thing forward because this is the, you know, this is a big year. You know, I, I'm with you on the let's not focus on the boomer bus thing, but the bills have a lot of attention now. They have a lot of national attention and yes. it's time for the women podcasters out there to um, do their thing because people are paying attention, you know, around the country. Yes. And, and we, time. and they love us now. Yes. You know, you know it, it, yes. And so it's almost like, okay, we're here. This is the right time, the right place, the right team. You know, mm -hmm. everything's just kind of fallen into a, you know, a pattern that says, okay, let's move this thing forward. So whatever I can do to support you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. I, I love this. You. I love you for sure. Um, we are going to switch it up. It's off season. I, I gave you a quick fire, right? Rapid fire. But mm -hmm. I didn't give you what I'm going to say. So it's okay. either this or that. But you have to choose one. All right. So here we that. go. Yep. Blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. Okay. <laughs> um, cake or brownies? Mm. Depends if the brownies have frosting on them. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, but, they have frosting on well, then brownies. All righty. Grilling or air fry? Grilling. I'll take all the carcinogens. All I right. Don't care. Uh, free, free agency or draft? Draft. Okay. You have to choose one of these. It's probably hard. Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Home opener or playoff game? Mm. Playoff game. Okay. Morning person or night owl? <laughs> Morning. Much to my <laughs> husband's chagrin. <laughs> Podcast or radio? Podcast. Okay. Movies or music? Music. Loyalty or respect? Ooh. Respect. Oh, I love it. I say that all the time because I want to know what people's heads are when it comes mm -hmm. to that question. I love that. Okay, so 2020 bills or 2021 bill te bills team and why? Yeah, I got that question ahead of time and I thought about it. And I would pick, <laughs> you know, it seems like the easy answer would be 2020 because that was, you know, the record was better. We, you know, blew everybody's socks off, blah, blah, whatever. And, and, and that was great. But I mm -hmm. really loved last season because I, 
I think that there were a lot of opportunities for mental growth because the team came out and laid an egg against Pittsburgh, which I'm still pissed off about, excuse me. Um, Mm -hmm. But seriously, you know, they were up and down and, you know, they lost some games against teams they had no business losing games to. Um, And I think they learned from that. And, and so I'm kind of more the person that likes to look at, you know, look under the hood a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. and I think the 2021 season, it exposed a few things, you know, that they needed to deal with for granted that that season. Yes, they did. The Pittsburgh game, I said to Mike, we talked about it on the pod. I was like, I'm telling you right now, Pittsburgh is going to be a hard, a hard out. I said, they're not just going to, you know, Mike Thomas is ready. Thompson is going to have those boys prepared. That's oh, a great sure. coach over there. I said, there is no way. I said, if we lose that game, it's because they were meant, they weren't mentally prepared to win that game, period. And they lost because of foolishness. Yeah, because I think they were reading too many of their own press clippings. And Absolutely. I, I don't worry about that because every people ask me, are you worried about them? You know, all this, everybody's expecting them to be in the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. I don't worry about it this year. Do you? Mm-mm. I don't. No, no, because the Jaguar game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you should have never lost that game. Never. You went into that game thinking that they were going to roll over and they said, I don't care what you're going to do. They were not mentally prepared to win that game. I sat and watched that game and was like, who, what team, what team is this? I know. It's like, whoa. Yeah, talk about not showing up. Um, And to lose to Urban Meyer, I mean, come on. That's like one of the low points of of our franchise history. That's the most embarrassing thing. And for him to go and do what he did, like. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Uh, Last question. So you know the amazing race, right? Yeah. You have one person to pick to be your teammate, and you cannot pick Josh Allen. Who are you picking? Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't pick Josh Allen for this. Not that I don't think that he would be worthy, but there's one guy. When you asked this question, I thought, oh, I know the answer. I give me Micah Hyde, upside oh, down, backwards, hey. forwards, and in the middle. Because gotcha. I'll tell you why. The man is incredibly, incredibly instinctive. Remember Mm -hmm. when he caught that interception in the end zone? You know, I mean, you looked at that play and it's like, oh my God. So if you're going to do the amazing. You knew it was in his hands. You knew it was in that that wide receiver's hands. But but he just, he knew it. And and that's the thing about Mike Hyde. For me, if I was going to be doing the amazing race thing, you want somebody who's intelligent. You want somebody who's instinctive. You want somebody who, um, who, who's loyal, you know, who's, who's mm-hmm. there, but more than just a mouth, you know, right. um, I think he's very underrated. I think oh, that, sure. you know, I, everybody talks about Poyer and Hyde, Poyer and Hyde, Poyer and Hyde, and everybody, yes, yes, yes. But Mike Hyde doesn't get, I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves because he is a huge part of that, the mindset yeah. of, of, of that defense. And I think he's very underrated, but his, his, his ability to 
um, scramble like he did to catch mm -hmm. that, you know, that interception. That's the kind of guy I would want to have if I was if I was doing an amazing race because I Quiet think he, deadly. That's him. Yep. That's yeah, my guy. I like, that. I like that answer. I would have never thought about my guy. You're right. Everybody does say Jordan Poyer, Jordan Poyer, but silent but deadly. That's Micah Hyde for sure. And those two together, I just hope that the contract works itself out. I mean, we don't know yeah. what's going on, but I don't want him to leave. And I understand people like, oh, his age and stuff like that. But Micah Hyde didn't play as much of snaps. You know, he came in, the Browns let him go, I want to say. And so I think he He's still has some years yeah. left on him. So. I think yeah. yeah, I think yeah, let's not let him go. Um, yeah. you know, he's especially a big when we're in this, yeah, especially when we're in this Super Bowl window. You know, mm -hmm. we don't want to break up the team. But again, I don't I'm not a GM, I don't know, but as a fan, I would love to see him still be here in Buffalo. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. <clears throat> I have no more. Um, unless you have some more, I have no more. This was amazing and awesome, and I am honored for you to come on my little podcast on my episode today i appreciate you being here for sure i will come on your podcast anytime and i think and, and i'm gonna take you up on that please do because i like yes. your idea when you were talking about a panel you know like mm -hmm. a panel discussion i would love to participate in something like that and anything that i can do to help support you i do hope you'll let me know because I yes i really admire the work that you're doing and i Thank want to congratulate you. Oh you and and encourage you in any way that i can okay Thank you. i can't i can't take all this it's just a lot coming from you um but i i i Definitely appreciate it. I love this. I love you. Thank you again. If you have anything you, you need to, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, anything that you have coming out that you want to talk about or you can right now? Oh, nothing much. You know, it's the quiet period right now. So mm -hmm. things are kind of quiet at the moment. I'm writing more for the blog. Um, I'll probably be doing some some more writing during this quiet period. I wish I was going to say I'd be coming to training camp, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to make it this year. So I'm going to count on all you guys to keep me. I'm definitely you know, going. Yes. Oh, good. Well, I'll yeah. be counting on you to keep me posted okay. in in terms of what you're seeing. Um, yes. Traveling right now is just very difficult out of out of Wyoming. Um, because, you know, all the airports are having all these delays and stuff, and it makes it almost impossible to travel from here. Um, right. So I don't know when. I'm hoping maybe I'll get back to Buffalo in November sometime. I'm, you know, that's what I'm shooting mm -hmm. for. So well, I'll let you, you do, know. Let me guess, because I want to meet up and have some wings. No, we will. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. That's I appreciate you coming on again. Um, this is Not Your Average Podcast, NS716. I am your host, T. Oh, this was an amazing episode. Robin, I appreciate you, what you're doing. And like I said, we are definitely going to connect again. But for this, we are out. And like I always say, guys, go check up, check me out. I'm on the Building Buffalo Network. Um, amazing content over there. We drop almost every single day. Peace, y'all. One love. We're out. Bye. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Uh, 
This has been Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with T and Mike, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey, everything on three. Number three. One on one, one on three, one, two, three. Hey. So, that gets me going, man. Do me a favor. Say a prayer in typical one. Go Bills.